Taylor Walker from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Shannon Hearn from the West Coast Eagles. This is Nathan Jones from the Melbourne Football Club. Phil Davis from the GRS Giant. That's Brad Aver from the Port Adelaide Football Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, you're with MJ from the Coaches Panel, and welcome to a special Ultimate Footy Drafting Podcast special, because Wednesday morning at coachespanel.tv, we revealed exclusively for you the brand new players that will be gaining dual position status in that format when it opens up next week. There is about a dozen or so players that have picked up an additional position to what they've been given by Champion Data. Uh, The full list of those players, well, if you play uh, any of the salary cap versions of the game, you can go and check it out through there. But to help talk about these new positional allocations, and if any of them have any relevance for us as drafters that are using Ultimate Footy, I've got Jimmy on to chat through. Hello, mate. How are you? Hello, MJ. Hello, listeners. And if we are drafting, we're doing it through Ultimate Footy. There's nowhere else worth doing it through at this point. Uh, look, it's one of. I think there's plenty of uh, knocks on Ultimate Footy for for some coaches. I can certainly understand that. But we, one of the really big benefits of it is it gives you that flexibility with your list and the options, the scoring system, lineup positions, trading rules, lockouts. Um, it's so much from my perspective still the premium drafting platform, no matter if it's single, category, keeper, dynasty, whatever you do, in my opinion, it's still the premier drafting tool for fantasy coaches no to use. No question at all. So let's talk about these brand new players that have gained a positional allocation in Ultimate Footy. You can check the article out and some of our first take at coachespanel.tv. Those that are gaining back or defensive status for us is Harry Cunningham, Sydney speedster, um, now probably goes, Jimmy, from someone that was unrosterable, left on the waiver wire, to now someone that at least deep in your draft is someone you're considering on draft day. Yeah, I think so. And he's, um, as you say, no one was picking him before if he was a, a mid only, but with a, a little bit of dual position there, he's um, he, he becomes just a little bit relevant, a handy depth type. Well, you look at those last couple of weeks of the year over his final three games, every single format, no matter how you choose to score the game, which is customizable in Ultimate Footy, he scored 86 or above in in those final few games. So, look, while he's certainly not the player that you're going to go jump on in the 15th round of a draft, um, he's the kind of guy that he played 22 games, mid-70s average. Yes, it's, you know, verging of unrosterable or not, but it's the kind of guy you go, look, he can, he's pump, he's got the capacity to go 80, 90, the odd ton here or there. That, that's not bad for your bench and your last emergency spots. Absolutely. And and with him, it is all about role and, and what sort of uh, place he gets in the team. But, uh, you know, if he can uh, snag a, a mid-rotational tour, even if he's just playing as a permanent tagger, um, yeah. you know, there's, there's at least that potential that he's on or near the ball from time to time. And, yeah, he's, he's um, you know, coming into that sort of age where he might just get a couple of decent scores. So he's not going to be a premium on any line, but um, but yeah, he's a he's a handy type to keep in mind. Yeah, no, I think so too. Another player gaining defensive or back status for us in Ultimate Footy is Gold Coast midfielder Jack Bowes. Uh, I was one that I was surprised he didn't get it initially from Champion Data, so I think it's a great decision from Ultimate Footy to award this to him. Um, probably with that mid-60s average... Um, was very difficult to roster. 
um, even with the expected development and growth. And we saw that late last year with, you know, his final three games in Dream Team and Fantasy scoring was 116, 82, 85. In Supercoach, it was 98, 99, and 80. So there was definitely potential as we saw him move into the midfield late in the year. Um, yeah. but, but for me, he now, um, just in a single season, I do want to get your take on a keeper league in a moment, but in a single season, oh, yeah. now there's some real excitement because those last few games there's opportunities in that midfield he becomes a real breakout defensive option for us this year oh hugely uh this kid is a jet i'm a, I'm, I'm all over him i'm a big fan of the guy I, again i don't know if uh, he'd have scored enough this year to warrant picking as a, a mid only but yeah. um with that defence option, um, yeah, suddenly uh, he doesn't have to get all the way there to become very, very relevant. No, he, he, he and just... he will have a few quiet games. I don't, you know, let's not overhype him too much. No. It's not unreasonable to think he might only average 80 this year. But as a mid, like you said, that um, you don't pick him for that. But as a defender, he becomes very valuable. Yeah, he goes from, you know, mid-60s. And he'll still have games in the 60s and in the 70s and maybe yeah. the odd stinker in the 50s as well for us. But again, we're now talking about a guy that's pushing an 80 average, in my opinion, and it seems like you're very similar, um, yep. that's now moving from a, okay, unrosterable, undraftable midfielder to a D4 option, um, maybe even a D3 if he really breaks out for us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and as you hinted in a keeper league, oh, that's, that's very exciting. Massively. Because again, depending on how many you needed to keep... You know there's talent in this kid, but it was such a, a friction and a tension point for us. Now mm-hmm. it's you're holding on to him, not just because of the potential, but because now he's likely to be on your field. Oh, yes, absolutely he is. And, uh, um, and, and that trade value has just gone through the roof as well if, um, if he wasn't one that you were able to keep on either. No, I, I, exactly right. If, if if you can go and get him now before the coach realizes um, that he's picked up defensive status, now is your time. So good luck with oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Or if you're holding him, but again, you're not sure if you want to keep him or not. Yeah, the value's gone the up. List, now's a good time to sell him, and uh, for all of those reasons we just mentioned. There's one other player that's uh, added back status for us in Ultimate Footy, and that is Chris Maston. Um, again, similar to Bose. Um, he now goes from kind of draft purgatory to probably someone that we can consider late in a draft. The only thing that you've probably got to watch out for Chris Maston is the heat you get if you pick him on draft day. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't like the idea of picking him anyway. <laughs> just, uh, just having that name sitting on my, on my lineup, I just, oh, it, it's cringe factor on that. But if we're objective about it, um, he is a player that can score on a reasonable sort of level from time to time, especially as a defender. And um, there are there are probably worse options you could pick in the final few rounds if, if that's what it came to. But no, I think um, uh, all's fair in love and drafts. And uh, we need to, uh, if he looks like he's going to score well enough for you and you're confident that uh, he'll get the games and he'll get the role to to produce a reasonable average, you pick him regardless of what his name is. Yeah, look, you'll, you'll cop heat from and a fair bit of banter from opposition coaches, as you darn well should. But look, yeah. he's shown over history. He can, you know, average into the mm-hmm. 80s. Gosh, even in the 90s, that's as a full-time mid. And, and given the, the yeah. wealth of talent West Coast have right now, I don't see that. Um, no. But again, a set high 70s average, got the mm-hmm. potential to push that a little bit above it's now someone that at least you yeah. can consider as a defensive option, not just a, 
a plug and throw it in where you can option, you know, given the right matchup or an injury or, or something like that. So he, he now becomes yeah. someone you can talk about, albeit feel very dirty for saying it. Oh, absolutely. And and look, in, in a, a worst-case scenario, for want of a better way of putting it, if, um, you know, we know Gaff is missing the first couple of games, yeah. if um, touch wood, the West Coast happened to drop another mid or two, between now and round one, um, Maston is in the right spot to get a couple of pretty decent scores to open the year, um, in theory. Mm. <laughs> and so if you can get those, and if you can get them in your back line, that makes a very nice start. And uh, if you're able to find someone silly enough to take him off your hands after that at a decent price, <laughs> then all the better for it. Fair enough, too. Uh, let's talk about those that have gained uh, midfield or, or centre status for us. I think it's fair to say with all these players, we'll, we'll kind of move through them quickly. Um, yeah. None of them gain relevance for you because of it. It's only ever really the ruck and the defensive and, and, and the forward status that gain something for us. All this is going to give you is added flexibility within your squad where you may have been forced to, during the year, drop a player out of your list to, to fill a bench spot or to fill an on-field role. Now, all of a sudden, it's it's added versatility and nothing else. Yeah, especially for your bench, and, and yep. most of these players, I think, are bench options anyway. So it, it does work well from that point of view, but as you say, I think we can fly through them pretty quickly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there are four players that have added centre status. Caleb Daniel from the Western Bulldogs. Again, he's still a forward for you, and that's where um, he's going to keep that, so that's handy yeah, enough. that said, um, the only thing that adding centre status does as well from a relevance point of view mm. um, is actually the opposite. It makes them less relevant if they happen to be playing clearly as... Someone like Caleb Daniel, yep. if he plays a half-back role for most of the year, then you're screwed. Pick up defensive status. Yep, and that's so a fair share. It is something to bear in mind from that too. Yep, no, that's a good point. It's one of those dualities, isn't it, where it gives yep. them some flexibility and hurts you, mm. you know, potentially on, on the other side. Kane Lambert, uh, you know, a regular in the Tiger midfield unit. I think that's a great pickup of him gaining that centre status. Uh, Alan Christensen. Yeah, probably too. Uh, Alan Christensen, uh, again, just gives you added flexibility and nothing else with him also adding centre status to his existing forward and same with Sam Petrevsky Seaton. You know, for Carlton to continue to evolve as a as a footballing unit, um, yes, he's always going to need that, you know, some of that speed and craft and skill through the forward line, but he spent enough time through the midfield last year and he needs to spend more time again there this year. So Yeah, um, can't argue with any of those calls from Ultimate Footy. They're all good ones, I think. I think know. so too. Uh, there's a couple of uh, inclusions into the ruck line. Um, Oscar McInerney is a handy one purely just because if, um, you know, he did spend a lot of time forward last year, but as you kind of look at his numbers throughout the back part of the year, and it did impact Stefan Martin's scoring as well, is you can start to see this ruck roll for Stefan gradually decrease in patches throughout the year, and then you can see Oscar's scores going up as well. I think the other reason it helps you with, with Big O is just if you're looking for a handcuffing option for Stefan yeah. Martin, then it's pretty much mm-hmm. I'll get Steph in the top five, six, seven rounds, depending on where you feel comfortable with your draft strategy for picking up rucks. And yep. then it's, I'll just get big O with one of my last few picks. Oh, absolutely. Because no one else is picking him other than just try and screw you over. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, and, and what we've been talking for, it feels like for years and years now that uh, Stephen Martin has to slow down eventually and no longer be the number one ruck. Is it going to be this year? Who knows? But um, it is a, a handy handcuff type to have if you can get it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Rowan Marshall's similar, but a bit different. Um, but I suppose you could say it's the same for Oscar as well. 
is uh, picking up that ruck status again. You, you can certainly handcuff him with who I think is the likely number one ruckman for the Saints. We spoke about in the 50 Most Relevant uh, a couple of weeks ago now. The article's at coachespanel.tv, the podcast. You can grab it the same way you hear on this. Um, it is... Yeah. Um, it certainly does. It gives you someone to handcuff late with your late draft selection. But also, if you're in a category scoring league, it's probably the same for Big O. Is anytime you can get guys, you know, in a that are positioned in a different line that are now able to score and and gain points for it, you know, that's really helpful for you. So, uh, yeah, I I don't mind it as a you know a bench option in your ruck line. I think Rowan looks like to me. Looks like he should be inside that best 22 for St. Kilda. I know they got plenty of tools they're trying to yeah. squeeze in, but I felt like he did enough last year that he's in the conversation of, of their best 22. Um, yeah. Are you thinking the same? It's just a it's a, a yeah. late link up with Billy Longer and that's it? Yeah, I think so. Um, someone might actually jump on him if they think he is going to break out a little bit as a forward or if they're not confident that Longer can hold that number one ruck status. Um, it seemed last year the Saints... Um, Threw that around a little bit, trying to work out who was going to be their yeah. preference going forward, and um, yeah. And at this point, it appears on face value that uh, Longer has that coming into round one, but whether he has that coming into round four or five or sixteen yeah. is another question. So, it um, yeah, I'd say a, a handy handcuff type, and the Saints did use him as a ruck a bit last year, um, not not in every game and not for all of the games that they did, but he did get that exposure. So, to me, it makes sense. Um, and yeah, well, uh, it's a big question mark though on on how much of that time he'll get this year. Yeah, no, I think you're pretty much spot on with that, man. Um, let's talk about the guys that have picked up forward status for us, and and there's one that's actually um, surprisingly exciting for us, um, and, and it's only for category leagues, um, depending on how your scoring allocation is switched on. But someone like a a Harry Taylor who's now added forward status. To be able to get a defender who can pick up spoils, you know, if that's one of the scoring avenues that you've got on and he's playing down back, you know, those are those great benefits for you when you get that flexibility. Again, it depends on what scoring categories you do have open. Otherwise, it's like, oh, good, you know, Harry Taylor, whoopee do. But if you do have things like spoils on as a scoring avenue, then Harry Taylor becomes an interesting option. Oh, he does, absolutely. Um, beyond that, Perhaps not. Again, um, you know, as with others, we've talked about that flexibility of being able to plug a hole up forward or down back, um, yeah. preferably on your bench or, or going <laughs> well. But um, yeah, is is a handy thing. But um, yeah, he's still other than in category leagues. He's say very very useful in that scenario, depending on your settings. But in a a typical draft, um, yeah, he's a, a still a, a very late sort of pick. I think at this stage. And then another one there, the final player that at this stage has been allocated dual position status for us from Ultimate Footy, that is the former Tiger, uh, now Western Bulldog Sam Lloyd. Uh, Surprisingly, he just had the midfield status, according to Champion Data. I think uh, Ultimate Footy have nailed this one right, adding that forward status. Um, He's always kind of been a handy option for, for Richmond when he's played. Yes, that kind of that, you know, high 60s average, but, you know, being that medium-sized forward, um, you know, has always had to rely either on heavy tackle numbers or heavy goal numbers to be able to give you a good score. But the big question mark that's always been around Sam Lloyd has been his job security on the side, given Richmond's, you know, such great versatility with the smalls and medium forwards. Now at the Western Bulldogs, he's gone to that side for opportunity, not for a different VFL experience. So he's in that side. Um Again, probably similar to a couple of other players on the list, gone from 
nah, useless, irrelevant midfielder to, well, at least late in a draft, it's worth an option. Oh, that's it. And Sam Lloyd's the type of player that, um, again, is very much role-dependent. If he's sitting in a fourth pocket all day, he's not scoring much for you. But um, if he is ranging up and down the wing and, and or used as that high sort of link-up half-forward option, then um, there's, he's got potential to score. He's um, mm. he's done that before. He's put some reasonable numbers up from time to time. And, and the Dogs play a friendly type of game for that type of player. And, and if you look at um, who they've lost over the off-season in, in players like a, a Dalhouse and... Um, you know, that sort of role theoretically should be there for him. And as yeah. I said, he moved to play seniors, not to play for a worse VFL club than he came from. And it, um, you know, so he, in theory, at least, the opportunity's there, the role is there. Um, are the points there? We'll, we'll find out. But um, he is a player that should be drafted in every league, I think. And even if it is just as a late speculative push for a, a player that you're getting very, very late who might end up being your, your F4 type. No, I, I think that's a fair enough call about it as well. Um, still some ones that fantasy coaches may have been really keen. Um, I think they've nailed a couple of those picks, Ultimate Footy, really, really well that I thought were mm-hmm. kind of oversights a little bit of champion data for whatever reason, choosing not to allocate it. But guys like Bose picking it up, Sam Lloyd picking it up, I, I think are really great selections. I'll be fascinated to see if either um, pre-season, you know, before the format opens up, if, if there's any more surprises Ultimate Footy have for us. I'm not sure. Sure, that'd be great. I, I still feel like there's a couple of really big name guys that were unlucky not to get it from Champion Data, and probably unlucky again to not get it from Ultimate Footy today. Someone like yeah. Dustin Martin, I felt like he was right on the edge, um, yeah. and and it is again probably right in the edge and really unlucky to miss it. And say, so, gosh, it'd be nice if maybe either early season in a new seasonal pickup. Again, if he's mm-hmm. playing the role, sure. But, um, yeah. you know, I wonder if there's any more surprises Ultimate Footy have for us in store before the format opens next week. Oh, wouldn't that be just lovely to... Just on the eve, before they open up, to go, hey, guys, guess what? We've got a couple more. Yeah, but, that'd be um, nice. I'm, I'm very hopeful. Well, fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. We'll keep you up to date. Uh, right throughout the year at CoachesPanel.tv, we'll be working with Ultimate Footy to reveal to you who are the players that are gaining a dual position status. We don't pick it. They just tell us and we just publish it. That's how it kind of works. Um, but anytime you want to check out all the draft content, there's plenty more coming now that the format's uh, Dream Team is now open up as well uh, to go with all your salary cap formats, Ultimate Footy next week. You'll start seeing more and more draft content coming from us at coachespanel.tv as well. It's starting to get into the teens of the 50 most relevant. Hey, Jimmy, appreciate uh, you jumping on for this special podcast. No worries at all, mate. Anytime. Always love chatting drafts. Yes, I know you do. If you want to go and check out uh, the article and and some of our thoughts on these players, that's at coachespanel.tv. The articles are the 50 most relevant. Our club-by-club analysis, that is there. If you want some early access content to the 50 most relevant podcasts and uh, some other exclusive access content, our Patreon members, you're getting that. And if you want to join, you can do that over at coachespanel.tv. The preseason is really hotting up, and we love doing the journey with you so far in 2019.